0: Welcome to the Leadership Roundtable, a podcast with Dr. Conway Edwards. Today, I'm your host, Matt Anderson, and we're thrilled and we're grateful that you're here to join us today. It's always a privilege and an honor to get together and talk leadership and talk ministry and talk about what God's doing in the life of our churches. Today, we have a very special um, couple of guests here with us. It's Bruce and Tony Hebel. And I tell you what, you're in for a treat today as they have a message that they've been sharing and teaching for a long time. It's called Forgiving Forward. So I just wanted to introduce them to you, Bruce Tony, how are y'all doing today? We're doing good. I'm right. honored well, to be here. Thank Welcome you. to Texas. Thanks, yes, man. Love we love Texas. <laughs> yes. Well, we're so grateful you guys are here, all the way from Atlanta, from that area, and mm-hmm. just wanted to hear a little bit about the story behind the book "Forgiving Forward" and the message that you guys have been sharing.
1: Perfect. Well, I was raised in a pastor's home, um, and I, as a as a kid, I watched my dad as a pastor, and I I noticed something about him. He got hurt a lot. Okay. Mm-hmm. Because let's face it, sheep bite, and they right. sneak up behind you, and they bite you in places you don't want to be bit, and they don't like to right. let go, right? right? So I watched my dad, and I said, I'm going to learn from his mistakes. I'm not going to be bit like him. I'm going to not be blindsided like he was. So I, God had called me into ministry, and and I was, try, I was going to follow his steps. And uh, so I go to Bible college. I meet Tony. We get married. We come to seminary get trained by the most significant leaders on the planet. And we were really prepared and we went into our own ministry. And guess what happened? Uh-oh. We got bit yes. hard, multiple times in multiple places over many years. And uh, in fact, Tony calls the Focus on the Family Hotline one time. You want to tell that?
2: Yeah, I called them and they they were very kind. And I just I was coming apart and I was just losing it. And I, I t- share with them our story and I, I you know, gave them the whole story of what we had been through. And they responded to me with, ma'am, that's the worst story we've ever heard. Oh, wow. Why are you still doing this? And I said, because it's the call. It's what God called us to.
1: And, and I have to confess, there was a the period of time in my ministry of about a year. The ministry is going well. My teaching gifts were flowing. We'd come into a church that was kind of a dysfunctionally got there. And we'd kind of brought some strength to it and health. And everything was flowing on the outside well. But inside of me i was a mess because a scab from an old wound in a previous church had got knocked off by the current circumstance and i didn't tell anybody because i'm a pastor right we fix problems <laughs> we don't have problems That's right. Right? That's right we're the supermen of the church right we don't we, yeah. we can't ever no one let let them no one see you sweat right so i don't tell anybody i don't tell tony i don't tell my best friend i don't tell anyone and i'm just struggling and finally i'm in crisis and we're meeting with a counselor who's become a dear, dear friend of ours. And he said, after hearing our story and me sharing some things, he goes, Bruce, you've got a forgiveness issue. I said, no, no, James, I don't. I forgave him. I, I wrote the guy a letter and I told him so. And he says, you got some kind of an issue. And I think it's forgiveness. No, 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 I'm, I'm good. I'm a pastor. We know that we get that forgiveness thing. And he said, well, why don't you go away with you and God for just, three or four days or whatever, and because you got something going on, and ask him. Mm-hmm. And while you're there, you might want to read the book Total Forgiveness by R.T. Kendall. James was not real subtle. So I go away to um, a lake house in Alabama, a friend of a friend let me use. And about the third day I was there, just me and God wrestling, he brought up the same man's name. And I said, God, I forgave him. I wrote him a letter and told him so. And God said, I know, I read your letter. You shamed him in that letter. But he did all of these things that wounded me and my family. And it's not okay. And he says, that's true. But how many people have you told about all the amazing things I did for you coming out of that event? So how is it you blame me and praise him or you you blame him and praise me for the same event? Mm -hmm. And I had no answer. So I forgave that man Mm -hmm. right there and uh blessed him and when i did that everything in my spirit and countenance shifted mm-hmm. i went home and shared it with tony the story because she'd been wounded by the same man and she forgave then we gathered our kids together because <laughs> pastor's kids get hurt a lot right and they don't know what to do with it they get jink you know jerked around and taken to this ter- place and this place and leave their friends and really deep wounds And we gathered them together and i share what god did and and they forgave and then we burned all the legally actionable evidence of what had happened and then we spent the rest of that day 11 hours Mm -hmm. in one day our family dealing with old stuff and it it just tremendously changed our entire family Mm
2: -hmm. yeah it was just amazing so Forgiveness has been powerful in our lives. I
1: I really just
0: think, wow, this is huge. Because I think all pastors and leaders deal with this. Absolutely. And we tend to think we can just suck it up and take care of it on our own. Mm Doesn't work that way. And for the leaders listening right now, I challenge you to think, write down, take a note as you're listening. What is the wound? I'm sure as Bruce and Tony have been talking, you've already identified. You know what that Mm. thing is that you've held on to, mm-hmm. that deep wound that you've tried to keep covered up. And as we continue this discussion, I want you to go ahead, before we get all the way through, go ahead and identify what that is. Just yeah. pause for a second and think about the wounds that you have that you know have not been addressed, that you know mm-hmm. have not been dealt with. And, and
1: they're, uh, but they're some,
2: Yeah, but sometimes we think we've dealt with them right. because we have said the words, I forgive right. my uncle or whoever. And I did that for years. I forgive, and i would I would say a name, but I wasn't free. Uh, yeah. i was I came to the point of um, wanting to take my life. I was very very depressed and very very much full of fear mm-hmm. until God revealed to me that it's not the name that's going to get set you free. it's identifying the wounds and forgiving that person for what they did. When Christ was on the cross, he himself said, "Father, forgive them. They know not what they do." And so, and he also said in Matthew 18, for us to forgive from our hearts. And when we just say their name, it's just in our head. Right. But it, when we say, I forgive my best friend, Sally, or whatever, for abandoning me, for betraying me, for not approving of me, and we go through me, and, and we actually even lay out the details of what happened mm-hmm. before the Lord. This is all between us and God. Then that's when we're going down into our hearts, going down into the place where we were wounded. So we need, right. to, we need to state all that. Take
1: yeah, it. so forgiving oh. the person doesn't work.
2: Mm-hmm. It's
1: forgiving the wound. Mm-hmm. I had to go into my heart and deal with the things that the, these people or this man and other men had done to me mm-hmm. or done to my family and forgive it.
2: Mm-hmm. Wow. Um, put it at the cross, transfer it, the cross. it to the
1: cross. And, and also we find that, particularly for leaders, we need help. And if uh, most people who need who need to forgive need help doing it, right. So what's interesting is about three weeks after my experience and our family's experience, we're in Kentucky, in my mom and dad's house, and my dad's a seventy-six year old. He's a retired pastor, okay. and uh, we told him our story. He knew our, he knew he knew it all. He and he was excited about our freedom and all that. And so we're about to come back home uh, one morning in in. It's breakfast. I don't know where mom was. It was just Tony and dad and I at the table. And he was complaining. We call it kvetching about Mm -hmm. a couple of guys. Actually, pastoral people in his life Mm -hmm. who had wounded him.
2: Mm -hmm. Other pastors.
1: And... uh, I don't know about you, but the Lord speaks to me in unique ways, and it's not a loud voice, but I know it. it's inside my head. And right. but it's always a conversation; it's a fast conversation, and I always lose the debate, mm-hmm. right? And so He says, "You need to forgive. You need to speak Let's into see, your yeah. dad's life about his unforgiveness." Oh. I said, "He's my dad." God said, "I know. I was there when both of you were born. Speak into his life." <laughs> I said, "But sons don't speak into their dad's life. What well, they do if I tell them?" I said, "Okay, that's that's true, but how do I know it's you?" well, you know, it's me. The other guy, he wouldn't tell you to do this. <laughs> it's going to upset him. Which one of us do you want upset? Right. Okay, dad. Okay, Lord, I'll, 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 do this. I said, dad, I, I don't upset you. I love you. And, uh, but you don't, you think you need to forgive John and Don, Johnny, Don has been your friend for over 50 years and what he did was dumb, but it's not worth a friendship. And Johnny was like your son in ministry. He, Carla was like my third sister. It's been 35 years. They still think you're mad at them. Don't you think it's time to forgive? And my 76 year old retired pastor father looked at me and said, son, I stand rebuked.
2: Wow. Yeah, I stand rebuked. It was powerful. Can
1: you help or will you help me? And so I was able to coach my dad to forgive both of those men for the specific things they had done.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And when he was done, He stood up in tears. He said, son, can you play that Heartland CD, that that Holy of Holies song we played about seven times? I said, (laughs) "Dad, can we get another song, right? Mm -hmm. Within two weeks, God reconciled my dad with both of those men to the degree that when he passed away 17 months later, both of those men spoke at my dad's funeral at his request. Wow. And he wasn't a bitter, angry old man. He was a godly man. Four hundred. We stood in line for four hours, what, greeting people nonstop when people, for his funeral, because good people can be caught in the sin of unforgiveness. Mm-hmm.
0: So, what are some of the if 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 somebody's listening and they're holding that wound or they're holding unforgiveness, maybe they don't even know it. What are mm-hmm. some of the consequences? What is that doing yeah. to them, to the listener, as they're holding that in?
2: Well, we discovered from Matthew 18, and I, I guess I don't know if we want to go through that all that at this moment, but mm-hmm. basically God the Father disciplines us when we don't forgive. Mm-hmm. And according to Matthew 18, verse 35, he hands us over to the tormentors. Mm-hmm. When we did the study on that from the Greek, that word is used 18 times in the Greek New Testament, and every time that word is used, with the possible exception of one not being as direct, it referred to Satan, hell, and demons. So God the Father uses the enemy to torment us as a discipline when we don't forgive. Wow. And when I yeah. when God revealed that to us, there was there was a period of three months in our life that we uh, literally spent in the six by six foot square carpeted <laughs> area in our house on no, the floor even... on our faces, just weeping, worshiping seeking God, praying, reading his word. um, We were in a very, very dark place. It was during a lot of things were going on, a lot of wounding. And it was in that place that God downloaded much of this to us. And then, of course, we spent a lot of time studying. But what we've discovered personally and then also with the hundreds and thousands of people we meet with, that we see the um, the consequences of forgiveness, the torment, what torment looks like is depression, fear, all the addictions, whether they're sexual or um, drug addictions or um, what else? Um, well, drugs, mm-hmm. alcohol,
1: sex, yeah. control issues. Gambling issue, uh, gambling addictions. Paranoia. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We've Some physical even, issues. You know,
2: yeah, mm-hmm. physical. Now, that's been the, the shock to us um, because that's not necessarily our background, but we have had many people who came have come to us for what we call forgiveness coaching, which we do as well. And- they have been physically ill and sometimes we didn't even know about it, but when they forgave their illness was immediately gone. Like in front of our eyes, we've seen people physically healed. Um, and that's been crazy to see, but for me personally, depression was lifted immediately. When I forgave, um, what I'd wrestled with for years was gone in an instant, just an instant. And that's what our, uh, our, that's our norm. So we see people from addicted to cocaine instantly healed. Um, We see, you know, just it's just crazy what we see. Mm -hmm. But that's that's our those are just some of what the the evidence of unforgiveness looks like.
1: It's it's just bizarre. But one lady that came to Tony, Tony coached her to forgive some deep wounds from her parents Mm -hmm. and her her family. I mean, she was she was falsely accused of a crime. Her family sided against her and gave evidence gave testimony in court against her. She went to jail, spent time in jail. In prison, actually. Was exonerated. Wow. They, 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 it was proven that she was not guilty. Mm-hmm. She came out, family still not embracing it, and she forgave her family. And she was probably 50. She had gray hair. She looked like she could have been a lot older than that. Mm-hmm. And when she forgave, um, we always ask, How's your heart?
2: Yeah, how do you feel inside?
1: Because the torment gets to your heart, and when the tormentors leave, your heart gets free.
2: I can breathe again. I don't feel like I'm carrying a dead weight. You know, those yeah. kind of things.
1: And so, she's Tony asked her, how you heart? Says,
2: and she described that. She says, I just I feel like it's beating again for the first time. I, I, yeah, I feel wonderful, but something else happened. I said, what do you mean something else happened? She said, something else happened in my physical heart, and I... I said, really? And she said, Oh, I didn't tell you. I have a pacemaker and a defibrillator in me right now. Mm-hmm. I'm, my heart is operating at 20% and I'm on the heart transplant list here in Georgia. And she said, every week I go in to my cardiologist, I get the test run. And, uh, when they, so I have to see where I'm at in the list and all these things she said, but I feel like something just happened in my physical heart. I went, wow. Well, can you let me know what the doctor says when you go? She said, sure. So she called me the next week. She was laughing. She said, Well, I went and had my all my tests run again and my doctor ran them a second time and he came back in my room and he said, Ma'am, I have no explanation for this. But your heart is operating at ninety percent. We're taking you off the heart transplant list. That was now almost five years ago, and she's still doing great because we keep up with her. That's just it's just radical, but the blood of Christ is so precious, and when we do not forgive, according to Hebrews 10, it says it's as if we are stomping on his blood. We're saying, thank you, Lord, for my salvation, for my forgiveness, Mm -hmm. but for what this person did against me, the blood of your son is not enough. And what father can easily handle the crowning achievement of his son being devalued by the very ones he achieved it for?
1: Wow. You see, forgiveness is at the core of the gospel. Mm -hmm. You can't cut the gospel anywhere, it doesn't bleed forgiveness. Right. In uh in Luke twenty-four, if it's not the last conversations, it's one of the last conversations Jesus has with his disciples after the resurrection and before the ascension. Mm-hmm. And he says, Thus it is written that the Son of Man should suffer and rise again. Mm-hmm. So that. Mm-hmm. Now that's so that's significant because it's a purpose clause. Right. Which means what precedes is not the main goal, it's the means to the main goal. The main goal always follows the purpose clause. So as Everybody in this audience will agree that the death and resurrection of Jesus is a pretty big deal. It's a big, 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 big deal.
0: Yeah, I'd say so.
1: <laughs> but it's not the main event. It's the means to the main event. What's the main event? So that repentance for forgiveness of sins be proclaimed in his name to all the nations. Mm-hmm. Forgiveness is the core of the gospel. Because the gospel is simply this. In the Garden of Eden, when Adam and Eve sinned, not only did man lose a lot, we lost a relationship we were designed to have with God, but God lost a lot. He lost the glory we were designed to give him. And God said, I want my kids back and I want my glory back. But there's a problem, there's a sin debt. It's more than 150,000 years. It's more than an insurmountable debt. There's zero possibility they'll ever be able to make it right. Mm-hmm. Jesus, there's something you're willing to do about it. Yeah, dad, I, can, I got more than a righteous mind. my I, I can cover that. So he comes to the planet, lives 33 and a third years perfectly and on the cross, stretched out his arms. He said, it is finished. What was finished? The payment for the sin debt of the world. 1 John two two. he, Jesus, is the satisfaction for our sins, but not for ours only, but also the sins of the world, which means every sin ever committed by anybody anywhere on the planet was covered and paid for by Jesus on the cross. Mm-hmm. And three days later, when the father raised Jesus from the dead, he said, I agree. I receive the blood of my son as payment in full. Mm-hmm. So as Tony was saying, when we say God may forgive and I won't, we're saying the blood may satisfy God, but it's not satisfying us. Not mm-hmm. enough. Mm-hmm. And we say the blood of Jesus covers all sins. Right. Including the ones committed against us. How do we get
0: to that point though where, from your experience, what what are some of the reasons we find ourselves where we're not forgiving? Where we have a wound and we're not dealing with it? Like what what
2: are some I, things that are getting in the way? Well, I, I I think the justice question the, is a big big issue is justice
1: issue. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They mm-hmm. must pay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You hear it all the it's time. It's not okay. And we actually speak a lot in the African-American community, and uh, we hear it a lot. You hear it not only in that community, but mm-hmm. predominantly in that community. Other places say it. No justice, mm-hmm. no peace. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I think that's a lie from the pit of hell mm-hmm. because peace doesn't come from justice.
0: mm mm-hmm
1: no one who ever received the justice they demanded has ever walked away in peace. Right. You've never seen anybody witness the execution of their child's murderer walk out of that execution chamber in peace peace. Mm -hmm. because peace doesn't come from justice. Peace comes from the injustice of the cross where the one who knew no sin was unjustly crucified so that we who were full of sin Mm -hmm. could be made justified and righteous. So the reason oftentimes people don't forgive is they think somebody has to pay and the confusion is they did this to me and if i forgive them they get off free and i'm i'm bearing the weight right Mm -hmm. but we're saying that they don't get that whether they get off free is not between us we're not bearing the weight jesus has already borne the weight the cross is enough the blood of jesus is enough and so when forgive when we forgive we're basically saying i receive the blood of my son as payment in full. I transfer their debt to the cross and it's done. Yeah. So that, I think the yeah, justice the def- is, is a big, big issue. And
2: in the, in the definition wow. that God has given us of forgiveness is applying the blood of Jesus as payment in full to mm. every wound I ever have or will suffer. Wow. So the payment, Jesus already paid for it. For me to demand any more payment from the person who has, from, for the, for instance, from the man who murdered my cousin, for me to demand any more payment from him, would be spiritual fraud because Jesus already paid for it. Mm-hmm. So instead we bless and we because blessing is what leads them to repentance. Mm-hmm. And we bless. And as my co- my other cousin st- was in the courtroom and blessed the people by uh, by a written letter that was just incredible um and blessed the people who'd murdered her her brother in the
1: win- in, in the in, witness impact segment of yeah. Wow. The what, sentencing.
2: What? What? Yes. What happened was their families all came to Christ because of it. So, yeah.
1: And so I think the the other quote reason it's it's the justice question, but in conjunction with that, and kind of maybe the the overarching thing is unbelief. Mm. We just don't believe the blood is enough. We
2: don't mm-hmm. believe it's powerful. We think
1: the gospel works, but not really. <laughs> <laughs> not for today,
2: only for the eternity. It's
0: good enough for that eternity piece. To get, yeah, yes. yeah, but not you know, here,
1: you know. you know. So we salute it, but we don't actually do it. And I think the other reason is people don't know how.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. They, don't they
1: just how. don't know how. It's, it's very simple, but they don't know how. Mm-hmm. Uh, and for whatever reason, we've discovered clear protocols mm-hmm. that if these elements are in place, mm-hmm. God in heaven says you've forgiven and commands mm-hmm. the tormentors to leave. Wow. So for the
0: listener who's got that saying, what next? Okay, I've got a wound. I need to forgive. What are some of the st- – who do they need to talk to? What are the steps <laughs> to follow? Well, if fir- I've been holding this, and now I, I'm ready to get rid yeah, of this. Well, the
1: first thing is don't go tell the person you've forgiven them, all right? <laughs> don't do that. Don't go to them. <laughs> yeah. All right, because mm-hmm. if they've not repented, mm-hmm. they'll reject your forgiveness. It's another wound you'll have to forgive.
2: It's between okay. you and God when you forgive. It's not about you and going yeah, to go Yeah,
1: and we can come to, back around to this later, but remember – Forgiveness and reconciliation are not the same thing. Okay. Reconciliation requires forgiveness on the wounded party's part and repentance, changing of the mind of the one who's been, who's done the wounding. Mm -hmm. So, but God always calls us to forgive first. Mm -hmm. It's another reason people don't forgive. Well, they haven't moved. Well, no, I forgive first. He forgave first. Because if we wait for them to repent before we forgive, our forgiveness is based upon them. But it's supposed to be based upon the cross of Jesus. So he always calls us to the table of reconciliation first. And by the way, at the table of reconciliation, there's three other people there. There's the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And they're serving incredible appetizers. And there's some calories. It's amazing There's fellowship you have. So you come and sit. And God will do something in the heavenlies oftentimes to try to draw that person to repentance. Mm-hmm. So,
2: But you can be free you can even be if free. they never repent. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So
1: Absolutely. that's important to know. Don't go tell them. But the, the, the protocols are very simple. The first protocol is you thank God for forgiving you. Mm-hmm. In like the that. story of Matthew 18, which we didn't really break down, but this this man, this this ruler came to collect debts from a slaves who owed him money, and one guy owed him 10,000 talents, right. which, by the way, the math on that, a talent was 60 mina, a mina was three months' wages. That's 180 months' wages, 15 years' wages for one talent. This guy owed 10,000 of them. <laughs> wow. That's 150,000 years worth of wages. Please, please, please give me time.
0: (laughs) Right. That's the funny part of it.
1: 50,000 a year, medium income, that's $7.5 billion, right? And then he wouldn't forgive a guy who owed $10,000. So uh, you thank God for forgiving you, realizing Mm -hmm. that you were forgiven an insurmountable. Whatever anyone does to you pales in comparison Mm -hmm. to Mm -hmm. the violation that you've made with God, Mm -hmm. that God has forgiven. So thank you for forgiving me. Mm Then you uh, ask God, who do I forgive and for what? As Tony said earlier, you don't forgive people, you forgive wounds. What are the deep wounds? And oftentimes it goes way back into our early childhood and it's dug down deep. Well, how do you know that? You ask the Holy Spirit, he'll tell you. Mm -hmm. He's really good at his job. Yeah,
2: so we we will frequently say, Lord, when I'm working with a a client, we'll say, Holy Spirit, would you please bring a name or a face to this person's mind or her Mm -hmm. heart? And then, you know, just who you know she needs to forgive right now? Who is the root? Where did this begin?
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Where did the torment begin? And then we just give silence. And it's amazing how people you don't, you wouldn't even thought of, you know, you've forgotten for years come to your mind.
1: Yeah. And so, God, tell me who. Mm-hmm. Third protocol, you repent of your sin of unforgiveness. Because mm-hmm. un- unforgiveness is not a bad idea. It's a sin. We believe it's the most harshly disciplined sin a believer can commit. Because there's nothing else I've found in all of the New Testament mm-hmm. that God says, I'm going to hand one of my children over to tormentors for. It's, it's, and so how do you deal with sin? You repent of it. God, I was mm-hmm. wrong to devalue your blood by not forgiving. Mm-hmm. And I repent of my sin of unforgiveness. Mm-hmm. That, that mm-hmm. cleans your pipe. That puts you in a position where the Holy Spirit can answer that prayer. And then you go to the fourth protocol which is really the forgiveness protocol which is you forgive each offense from your heart Mm -hmm. why from your heart as she said it's where you're wounded Mm
2: -hmm. so we say lord i choose it's a choice not a feeling Mm -hmm. christ didn't feel good when he was hanging there on that cross so i choose to forgive my uncle for and list the wounds. Yeah, mm-hmm. and they can be intentional wounds. They can be unintentional wounds. They can be things that were said, words that were said. You can't, you know, you can't get out of your mind. Or words that were not said. Mm-hmm. Because when you are wounded, the things that happen to us are things that, you know, the things that we forgive. Forgiveness doesn't say that what they did was okay. Mm. People say, "Well, I, I'm not going to forgive. Cause I'm saying it's okay. It's okay. No big deal. That's no, good. it, 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 it was wrong. It was wrong. not okay. It was yeah. not okay yeah. But it was paid for. So they have. I have no rights here." Oh. So, we forgive each we forgive each offense from our heart.
1: Yeah, and that's why we really one of the other reasons people don't forgive. They think it's a process. Mm-hmm. I'm not it's not in the mood for I I just don't feel it yet ready. or whatever, so it's a process. Well, forgiveness is not a process. It's a transaction.
2: It's a decision. Mm-hmm.
1: It's a series of transactions because sometimes you have to forgive a lot of things, a right. lot of people, but it's a series of transactions. Wow. It's not it's transactional, not process. So, from my heart, I choose make a trans just a a specific choice to forgive this person for these things, and we list the wounds. And then you can cluster them. All the times that my dad didn't show up at my ball games, or all the times my mom said you wouldn't, you'd never be good enough, or for whatever. But you you make sure you know what is in the category that you're right. in in what's covering it. You you forgive. You keep asking Holy Spirit. Is there anything else? And then when the Holy Spirit's done, you're done. We suggest you stick with one person at a time and all their wounds. And then you say, I declare this person is no longer in my debt mm. because I transfer their debt to the cross wow. where Jesus paid it all. Mm-hmm. At which point you forgive him, which leads us to protocol number five, which is the validation protocol. You ask God to bless them and look for ways to bless them when possible. Wow. If you cannot bless someone... You have not forgiven them.
0: See, that was going to be my next question. How do you know if you've actually forgiven mm-hmm. them? You when bless you, them,
2: and if you feel like you them. can't, like ooh, then there's something that you haven't dealt with, Lord. That what is it ooh. that I'm, I'm missing? That's what is good. it that needs to be put at the cross?
1: <laughs> and, and bless them in the way in which they wounded you. Mm. A crazy story. We were helping. We're with this one church situation and the people that were there we were helping this lady who had been her husband was a a, a pastor who who uh, had an affair divorced her and married the other lady Mm. and now they're married now god had kind of worked with her and so she was engaged and she was wrestling with forgiving and how do i bless them Mm. and so we're in a, a situation where we had the people in the seminar were coaching each other. We kind of have a ministry time at the end, and I'm just kind of roaming and helping. And this lady calls me over. How, how do we forget? How do we bless this? How do I bless them? And so I just prayed and I said, "Lord, how?" And <laughs> mm-hmm. he told me to say this. I said, "Why don't you ask God? Why don't you bless them in the way in which they wounded you? He wounded you. Why don't you ask God to give them the marriage He originally designed you and him to have?" Oh. Gosh.
2: I know, isn't that radical?
1: And I said, because if you can do that, two things will be true. One, I know. Second, I think will be true. One, you and everyone who knows you will know you have forgiven because if you've not forgiven, you cannot do that. Mm-hmm. Second, I think that's the kind of marriage God will give to you and your husband. Mm-hmm. And she did, and God did.
2: Yes. Mm-hmm.
1: So when you bless, that's the seal. And that's where yeah, we ask, sealing. how's your heart? and people say it's free i can breathe again I, uh, one lady in uh, in uh, south africa said i came in here i felt like my heart was full of boulders now it's like cotton candy mm-hmm. one little girl says my heart is fluffy and i don't know as a guy what that means <laughs> <know>. but it's <laughs> evidently good right and 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 you know you're free
2: yeah and then not only do you know you're free from your heart but then things like depression stop Mm-hmm. And your compassion towards those who have wounded you grows. And you, um, the fear that you, if you've been completely controlled by fear, that really subsides. And the anger that used to drive you, that just, it's not like you don't get angry, but I'm talking about controlling anger, that goes. I mean, this is what we see over mm-hmm. and over and over again, because when the tormentors leave, those things stop. And it's instantaneous. It is. It's, it's, a, it, it's like salvation.
1: Some people ask me, doesn't it take a while?
2: Mm-mm.
1: And I always ask the question, how long does it take for someone to move from death into life when they put their faith in Jesus the first time? Mm-hmm. Or, the, you know, the, the mm-hmm. when they that's first real. encounter Jesus mm-hmm. and they put their faith. It's not like you have it a second time, but hello, yeah. well, the first time. When, whenever you, when you put your faith in Jesus, how long does it take to be changed from death to life? That's how long it takes to be set free of torment.
2: Yeah. It's been, and it's, that's it's our wonderful experience. to see.
1: All around the world. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Well,
0: um Wow. That's just a a taste of um, Bruce and Tony and what you're going to learn by following them. I just want to thank you leaders for uh, listening in today. And I do really, we want to challenge you to examine what areas you have, what wounds Mm. you have. Maybe some you know about, maybe some you don't know about. Because this is the kind of freedom um, that God has designed you to live for. Absolutely. Um, He has set us free so that we can live freely and live abundantly. And um, leaders, I challenge you to set the example in forgiveness. I challenge you to go back and examine what we've talked about today. You can go to our website at visit1cc.com/leadership Roundtable. We'll have show notes there where you can follow along. but you don't want to miss out on an opportunity um, to be following God's design and to be setting an example for those mm-hmm. who you lead as well. So we really challenge you to jump in. If you want to learn more about Bruce and Tony, you can go to their website. Uh, forgivingforward.com you can learn about everything they do about the coaching they offer if you'd be interested in having them come join you at your church you can go check them out they are truly a gift to the body of christ um, because of what god's done in their life and how now they're blessing others and then again we want to thank you for listening in on the podcast today we're grateful that you took out time to be with us today and to learn how we can move not just our churches forward but move ourselves forward so we thank you uh, if this has been helpful to you, we'd appreciate it greatly if you'd leave us a review or even rate us. And most of all, uh, share this with somebody else you know that this would be beneficial to. Thank you again for joining us. We're grateful and we'll see you again next month.